In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our lecture tonight about uh, homosexuality. And uh, through the grace of God, I gave some lectures before about homosexuality. The last one was in New Jersey in June uh, 2021. And I remember after uh, I finished the lecture, one of the youth came to me and he told me, oh, all the time I hear lecture about homosexuality, you tell us the biblical perspective, how it is wrong, and what are the risks if you live as a homosexual. But no one actually addressed what is the treatment, how we can overcome this sin or illness in, in our life. That's why in this lecture, I will approach homosexuality from a different perspective. I will address it, what are the reasons that contribute to make a person a homosexual? And actually, while we are discussing these reasons, we will see how can we prevent or how can we protect our children from becoming homosexual. And also, I will address the treatment or the recovery from homosexuality. And the purpose is not you will go after this convention and you treat homosexuality. Of course, it needs experience and a lot of training in order to be able to treat homosexuality. But the purpose of this lecture is to raise your awareness that there is a treatment and to understand the dimension of this treatment. So if any person choose to be uh, treated or to recover from sexuality, we can be part of his support system since you understand the treatment. Another point also that yes, there is hope. And believe me, if a person is willing to recover from this sin slash illness, he will be able to uh, recover from this uh, sin and illness. If there will be extra time, I will address uh, the other points like risks, like uh, biblical perspective, etc. But the main focus will be on causes and treatment. Studies actually uh, about the causes. Studies showed that the relationship with the parent from the same gender is very, very important while the child is growing up. If there is any trauma in this relationship or anything affected this relationship, for example, uh, the father is away from uh, the house. He's traveling a lot. There is no connection between the father and the son or the father is too harsh with the son. Any thing actually affect this relationship will cause a psychological separation in the heart of the child. So he will separate himself from his parent of the same gender to protect himself. For example, I'm expecting love, but I cannot get any love. So in order to protect myself, in order, because my expectations are not met. So there is a psychological separation. And then he will identify himself more with the other gender. So though he is male, he will be identified more with the mother, with female. Then when he is growing, the masculinity in, in this child will decrease. And 
he will be more like a female in, in his identity. So the world of men will be like mysterious for him. When he reached the age of adolescence, 12 or 13, actually he will be attracted to discover the world of men. But this attraction with the growth of the hormones during this area will be psychological, uh, sorry, sexual attraction also. And with this sexual attraction, he will start to feel some homosexual desires. And if he's not aware and his family not aware with what he's going on, especially with a culture right now that normalizes homosexuality, then he will come out and say, I am homosexual, I have no choice in this, I am born like this, and all what you hear about it. Yes, there are factors contributed to this, but at the end, it is his choice to act on it or to fight it. All of us were exposed to factors to make us angry, for example, or judgmental, or uh, hating somebody, or gossiping. But at the end, I cannot blame all this on others. Yes, these are contributing factors. But at the end, it's my choice to fall in one of these sins or not. Also, it is very important for the father to take his son into the world of men and for the mother to take her daughter in the world of women. Sometimes when parents, for example, have only daughters and they don't have boys and they want to have a boy. So sometimes they treat their daughters or one of them like a boy. And again, she will be identified more with males. So when she will grow and reach adolescence, she will be attracted to women because she identified herself with the world of men. And the opposite is true. Some parents, they have only boys, no, no girls. So they deal with one of their boys as if he is a girl. And this boy will be identified more with the world with females. When he grows, there is a big possibility to be attracted to boys and the homosexual desire will go. That's why I personally become very, very concerned when I see a young child and his parents growing his hair like a girl. Sometimes I visit uh, families and I see little girl and when I say, ah, Ismik A, you will know she is a boy he, or he is a boy. And here, actually, I'm very concerned. They found in, they actually raise him up as a girl. This is actually, especially in this time, it's very, very, very dangerous. This will cause identity confusion. He will be confused about his identity. He knows he is a male, but everybody deals with him with a female. Sometimes the relationship with the parent from the other gender is the reason, a contributing factor to homosexuality. For example, a mother that complains to her little son about his father, his behavior, how he deals with her, etc. So the son, as a reaction, he will develop this psychological separation from his father because his father is abusive to his mother. And then he will identify more with the mother. 
And when he identifies mother with the mother, he is identifying with the female world. And again, since he identified with the female world, his masculinity will go, uh, will decrease. And when he become adolescent, he will be want to discover the world of men. Or a mother that's very, very overprotective for her children and does not allow her son to go out with his father, for example, to discover the world of men. And she, because of her overprotection, she controls her son. This also can be a contributing factor. Or a mother that actually is stronger than her husband. And she is the decision maker in the house. And the child actually goes to his mother for everything. The father is just a shadow in the house. This also can be a contributing factor because the, the child will identify with his mother. And sometimes when, especially in a family that has many girls, two or three girls, for example, and one son, and sometimes they make fun of males or, or masculinity, this actually will make the son identify more with the female world. What I'm trying to say here, not every person in this situation will end up being homosexual, but these are contributing factors. And parents should be very aware in raising their children. If he is a boy, they should raise him as a boy. If she is a girl, they should raise her as a girl. And it's very important to health, to build a healthy relationship with the parent, especially of the same gender in childhood. The boys should have healthy relationship with their fathers. Girls should have healthy relationship with their mother. And the other parent should encourage this healthy relationship. Another point actually is with the friends. From age 5 to 12, boys like to play more with boys with the same gender, girls with girls. And then after 12, it switches. So boys became attracted to girls, girls attracted to boys. Sometimes when a boy in this age between 5 and 12, is his masculinity is not strong, then his friend and his peers start to make fun of him. And they start to deal him with him as a, as a girl. And in order also to protect himself, so he may separate himself from his peers, and he may be comfortable more around girls. Although in this age from 5 to 12, he actually should be identified more with boys, with same gender. And in his mind, he is more comfortable around girls until he becomes uh, adolescent and he will be attracted, he want to discover the world of uh, men. And in some culture, they feel safe to let their children from 5 to 12 to play and to mix with children from the other gender. Then, after 12, they separate between the two genders to protect them from the sexual attraction during this time. This actually opposite to what should happen. Actually, from 5 to 12, we should encourage more the boys or girls to be identified with the same gender. Because in during this age, they actually develop their identity and to reconcile with their identity. After the age of 12, uh, actually dealing with the other gender should be 
uh, encouraged within healthy spiritual boundaries. So how he actually deals with girls or girls deals with boys from the other gender in a spiritual way, in a healthy way, perceiving the, all of them as brothers and sisters in, in Christ. So this can also be, can be a contributing factor if the person from age 5 to 12 did not identify with peers from the same gender. Another point, trauma or abuse in young age. When a person is exposed to trauma, like loss of one parent or any kind of abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, the easiest coping mechanism is to get pleasure from sexual experience. That's why some uh, children or youth start to practice masturbation in a very young age, or if they have ungodly friends, then during this age they can experience some homosexual activity. And the, there is actually mixed messages here, because one message is a message of guilt, I'm doing something wrong here. But there is another message, which is the message of the pleasure that I get it from here. So these two messages contradicting each other make a lot of confusion and make the child or, or the young youth doesn't know how to understand his sexuality and to develop his sexuality in a, in a healthy way. So if he start to find or his coping mechanism was a homosexual activity with a friend or um, with ungodly friends, they start to play together, but in a sexual way, this can actually last with him after he reach adolescence and can continue with him uh, into adulthood. So how to cope with trauma and how to cope with abuse in the right way is very important. The last point is a culture. Unfortunately, we are living in culture that's normalized homosexuality. And they uh, present homosexuality as alternative lifestyle. And uh, in the social media and movies, they actually make you uh, sympathize with homosexual. So sometimes people out just of curiosity, they explore this world and then they continue in this world as people want to explore anything new. And they will tell you, I am a homosexual. These are some, not the only reasons, but these are the main reasons contributing to why homosexuality in the last years start to increase. So my second point, I'll speak about treatment and recovery. Treatment and recovery. Treatment and recovery depends on two things, mainly. Number one, the serious desire of the person to be treated and to recover. If he doesn't have this willingness and determination to fight against this sin until bloodshed, then uh, he may not recover. But people who take it very serious and fight the good fight, they are able to recover. Second element is the grace of God. You cannot fight any sin, including this sin, without the grace of God. That's why having 
a strong spiritual life and a strong connection with God is an essential element in recovering and fighting and defeating this sin. So I want you to keep these two points very in, in your mind. Uh, uh, a strong spiritual life beside will, a strong will from the person to fight the good fight until through the grace of God he will overcome this sin. What is the definition of recovery? Is it to stop or the reversal of attraction? Recovery is not one step. Recovery actually is a life journey. A life journey. It starts with one step, but it should continue the rest of the life. It's like recovery from addiction. The first step is to stop all sexual activities. That's the first step. Then, with the three dimensions that I will mention in treatment, gradually there will be a reversal in the sexual attraction. So instead of being attracted to the same sex, he will be attracted to the other uh, gender. There are actually three dimensions in treating homosexuality. And these three dimensions actually work together. It's not three steps. So the person who wants to be treated from homosexuality should actually work on these three dimensions simultaneously in the same time. The first dimension to connect with himself, to connect with himself. Second dimension to stop all sexual practices. And the third uh, dimension to reconcile with others. And I'll say some details about every dimension. First dimension, to connect with oneself, with oneself. What does it mean? Mean number one, I need to understand my feeling. Why I feel the way I feel. And to understanding my feeling, I need to understand what are the contributing factors that make me feel or identify myself as a homosexual. Is it uh, a trauma happened in my childhood? Is it abuse? I'm exposed to abuse. Is it uh, disconnection in my relationship with my parent of the same gender? What is the reason? Also, to understand my feeling toward uh, the, pra- the homosexual practices, especially those who practiced homosexuality. What actually, how I feel about the other person with whom I am practicing homosexuality? How, how I perceive him? Because most of the time, the feeling is a feeling of dependency. I depend on him and I find the love and care that I was expecting from my father in in this person. So I am replacing a father figure with this person. And since I am in the age of adolescence, it will be has also a sexual dimension. And writing actually daily journals about my feeling every day, this will help the person to understand more about the homosexual ideation or practices that he is doing. Number two, all this under to reconnect with oneself. Number two, to understand my thoughts. Because Sometimes the culture in which we are living, they planted in our mind wrong principles. I am born with homosexual. I am born homosexual. Or 
I cannot overcome homosexuality. There is nothing wrong in the homosexuality. The Bible does not condemn homosexuality. Uh, homosexuality is just alternative lifestyle. And he needs actually to write down his thoughts and then to correct them in the light of the word of God, in the light of the truth that's revealed to us in the word of God. He has to write it down, all his thoughts, and to correct these practices, to correct these thoughts, to acquire the mind of Christ instead of acquiring the mind of the society or the mind of the culture in which we are living. Number three, homosexuals in general, they suffer a lot from guilt and shame, especially if his parents telling this is wrong and not accepting him and giving him hard time, especially in the church if he feels rejected and not accepted, etc. That's why he has to accept himself. And he should know there is a big difference between accepting himself and accepting the sin. Since he started the journey of recovery, then he is living the life of repentance. And since he is living the life of repentance, God forgave him and God accepted him. God, he said, whoever comes to me, I will never reject. Many times, although God is forgiving us, we cannot accept this forgiveness and we don't forgive ourselves. And if I keep going with this burden of guilt and shame, I will be depressed and then in order to cope with this depression, I will fall again into uh, a sexual sin because of the pleasure. And I'll get into this visual cycle, feeling guilty and depressed, coping with a sexual sin, getting some pleasure. After it, I feel guilty again and ashamed. And this visual cycle continues. This cycle should be interrupted. And we, as a servant of a lost sheep and also as a clergy, we need actually to promote an atmosphere of love and acceptance to the person, definitely not to the same. You see the woman that was caught in sin. And many fathers said, this woman did not repent. They brought her to the Lord while she was in sin. And the Lord actually used to say, either go in peace or your sins are forgiven. But he did not say to this woman, go in peace or your sins are forgiven. Which made some father said, she did not repent. Or at least at the moment they brought her to Christ, she was not in a state of repentance. Maybe she was afraid what will happen to her, etc. But the Lord, in spite of this, he showed her uh, acceptance and he did not condemn her. He told her, where are those who accused you? Did anyone condemn you? She said to him, no master. He told her, me too, I will not condemn you. Should understand that this time is not time of condemnation. It is a time for salvation. The son of man did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. We hear it every time in the divine liturgy. There is a time for condemnation. There is time for recompense. He appointed a day for recompense in which he will appear to judge the world in righteousness. So there is time for this. But this time is time of salvation. That's why we need to help this person to accept himself and to reconcile with himself. This will help him in recovery. But giving guilt messages and increasing the feeling of guilt and shame, this cannot, yeah, will not help the person to recover.
Number four, how to understand his needs and how to fulfill it in a healthy way, especially not sexual way. For example, the need for love, the need for acceptance from others. So he should write down his needs. Why I call this person with whom I am practicing homosexuality? Because he cares about me, so there is need for care. Because he tells me that he loves me, so there is a need for love. Because he accepts me, so there is need for acceptance. So the person should write down what are his needs, and then how he fulfills them in a healthy way and in a non-sexual way. A non-sexual way. And definitely with the therapist, he can help him to discover his needs and he can help him also how to satisfy these needs, maybe through uh, support groups, through uh, helping the, the family of the person to be more supportive and accepting, giving these needs to him, as we will speak in the third dimension, reconciling with others and reconciling with the parent from the same gender and, and having to forgive each other and to accept each other and to get this love that he was longing for from his childhood is a very essential uh, step in treatment. Another point, all this point under connection or reconnection with oneself. How actually to develop a healthy approach toward his body. Homosexuality can cause a lot of physical diseases. And unfortunately, many young youth in their teens, they caught AIDS because of homosexual activity. So he should reconcile with his body. He should learn how to respect his body and think about his body as the temple of God. And the temple of God is holy. See, when we enter into the church or we enter into the altar, we prostrate, we venerate the altar. We, we know it is, it is a holy place. It's the dwelling place of God. My body is the same. And I need actually to perceive my body as a holy temple of God. And if there is any illness I caught from homosexuality, this has to be addressed and to be treated and to learn how to glorify God in his body. As St. Paul said, glorify the Lord in your bodies. A healthy and a sacred understanding and perception of what are our bodies is a very important. Because I will not allow any person or I not allow myself to defile this body. You see how careful we are with the temple. For example, if we see a young child uh, entering the temple with his shoes, you will find 10 deacons jumping and trying to, to take this child, tell him, no, take off your shoes, whatever. We do it actually out of respect to this holy place. Our body actually should be more. We should honor our body and glorify God in our bodies more than what we do. Because it is a dwelling place. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abiding in you. Also, if there was a trauma or if there was abuse, he has to address the old wounds and these old wounds should be healed. And big part of healing the old wounds is to express it and to speak about it in a safe environment like with a therapist or with his abuna. And then forgiveness. 
forgiveness is a very important element in healing our wounds. When we decide not to forgive, the wound will last with us. God when actually instructed us to forgive seven by seventy, it's for our benefit. Because through forgiveness, we will be healed. Through forgiveness, we will be healed. So how can I be healed from the previous wounds? Or the traumas that I get from my parent, for example, if he was harsh in raising me up, if he dealt with me in uh, an unemotional way, he, he was held his love from me. How actually to deal with all these wounds and to forgive in order to start a journey, a healthy journey with Christ. The last point in uh, to reconnect with oneself is to grow into spiritual maturity, to have a spiritual canon, to be regular in his prayers, to be regular in his studying the scripture and having the word of God abiding in him in confession and repentance, in communion. And all these practices are very important because it will help the person to grow toward spiritual maturity. So these are some points regarding the first dimension, which is to connect with oneself. The second dimension, to stop all sexual practices. To stop all sexual practices. And also to stop any relationship with homosexuals. If I want to quit smoking and I hang around people who smoke, I'll be tempted again. I'm quitting alcohol, but I am going to bars, I'll be tempted again. So when I said he has to stop all relationship with homosexuals, not out of hatred, not out of condemning them, no. It is to, to build around myself a healthy atmosphere and I will not be tempted when I am surrounding myself with this uh, unhealthy atmosphere. And also number three, to stop all romantic and dependable relationship. At this time the romantic is with the people from same gender. So I need to stop all romantic relationship even in my imagination, in my mind. And also dependable because I mean I am depending on this person in satisfying my love, the love that I need. I'm depending on this person to satisfy my emotional needs. So I need actually to stop all these. Stop any sexual activity, stop any relationship with homosexual, stop any romantic and dependable relationship. How can I reach this? Number one, actually the person should write down where and what are the places in which actually he will be tempted to practice homosexuality and has to write it down. And then he has to write down who are the persons that he is attracted to them and practicing homosexuality with them. And then he will answer this question. How difficult to stay away from these places and how difficult to stay away from these people? And what are the reasons? For example, he can write in the reasons because he is the only person who loves me. He is the only, who, only person who accepts me. He is the only person who cares about me. So here actually he has to be honest with himself and write these things down. What are the places? Who are the people? And what are the challenges to end this relationship? Then question number four, 
how to face these challenges. Yes, it is painful. Ending this relationship, sometimes it's like loss of a loved one, death of a loved one. Yes, it can be as if you are doing amputation to one of your limbs. But that is a biblical teaching. If you, your eye actually causes you to sin, block it out. The Lord did not say close it. If your arm causes you to sin, cut it. And that's in counseling, we call it radical amputation. Radical amputation. So here actually, the person should know what are the challenges and how he will face these challenges. Definitely with the help of a therapist or a spiritual father, and definitely with the support of the grace of God, he can go through this difficult time. Yes, I'm saying it's painful. Recovery is painful, but there is a grace. The grace of God is available to comfort you and to support you during this journey. Another question he has to answer. What is the impact of the internet and social media on my homosexuality? For example, if he goes to sites and pornography and masturbate while he is watching these sites, again, this has to be ended completely. Even if he disconnects the internet from his phone completely or get rid of a smartphone and get just a regular phone. Again, radical amputation. We need to fight the good fight. If the social media and some apps that connect the homosexual together or whatever, he should delete these apps completely. Or maybe better to get rid of a smartphone completely during the time of recovery. What profits a man if he wins the whole world and loses his own soul? That's why we need to fight the good fight. And he has, with the guidance of a spiritual father or a therapist, to develop alternatives and different coping mechanisms. When I feel depressed, when I feel I need to speak to someone, what should I do? What are the alternative coping mechanisms that will help me? Also, he need to be honest and answer this question. What are the situation or circumstances that push me or trigger in me the desire to go to watch bad sites or to meet one of these people or to go to one of these places. There is a trigger and he has to understand this trigger very well and how to deal with this trigger. You know, the desire starts very small and then it grows within the person. If I am able to fight it while the desire is just very, very small, it will be much, much easier than waiting, waiting, waiting until it became like huge fire and then I like to put it off. So, paying attention to these triggers and deal with it very, very early will help actually the person to stop. And once the person starts to stop after 10 days, he will feel victorious through the grace of God. This will motivate him and these 10 days will make him uh, want to make it 20, want to make it one month, etc., etc. And uh, the more he stay away from these practices, the more actually he will be joyful, happy, healed, and this will motivate him in the rest of the journey. And as I said, these three dimensions go simultaneously. It's not step one, then step two, then step three. He should work on these three dimensions in the same time. The third dimension, reconciling with others. How 
to develop a mature relationship with others. And when I say mature in the stage of recovery, it should be, it should be non-sexual, non-romantic. Non-sexual, non-romantic. In this dimension, how to start to develop a relationship with the other gender, not for the purpose of marriage right now. It, it's a little bit early, it's still in the state of recovery. But to know how to be around the same gender, so the other gender, and comfortable talking to them and spending good time with them. And also how to develop a healthy relationship with the same gender without, while he is controlling the attractiveness to the same gender. What will help these two steps when he improve his gender identity, when he reconcile with his gender? So if I am a man, I, I am reconciled and have a peace that I am a man or the opposite, I am a woman. Reconciling also with people who hurt me, like if my father or my mother hurt me, especially when I'm saying reconciling, especially with people from the family, parents or, or siblings, not people who abused me from outside. Forgiveness is for everybody, but reconciliation should be conditional on the repentance of others. And most, most of the time, when parents actually, uh, when we explain to the parents how unintentionally they contributed to what their son is going through, then the parents are willing to do whatever it takes to help their son to recover. That's why the reconciliation can be easy here between the son and the father or the daughter and the mother. We need actually to, to teach them through, again, the spiritual father or a therapist, how he should not be depending on others to meet his needs. His dependence should be on God, on himself, and on a group of friends, not one friend. On a group of friends, godly friends, not one friend. That's why to be a part of a godly and a spiritual community is very good. For example, to be active in a youth meeting in the church. And the youth should have, should demonstrate loving and accepting atmosphere, should provide loving and accepting atmosphere to this person. This actually will help in his healing and in his recovery. As I said, the, the family, we should talk with the family to reconcile with their son or with the daughter. And then the family also should provide a healthy, spiritual, godly atmosphere. Atmosphere that is therapeutic, not atmosphere of shame and guilt. The person should develop social skills and communication skills. How to communicate with the other gender and how to communicate with the same gender in a mature and a spiritual way. Sports and exercises, physical exercise can be also helpful during this time. Besides, we need to, to teach the person the difference between love and lust. Love and lust. Lust eros want to receive only, but love want to give to others. In this dimension, which is how to reconcile with others, again, it's very, very important to know how to deal with each one around him. And through being part 
of community, healthy community, godly community, he can be healed in this therapeutic atmosphere. And it's our responsibility as servants and also as clergy to make our church a therapeutic atmosphere for people who are suffering, not to make it a judgmental or a condemning atmosphere to people who are recovering from uh, such sin. Maybe the last point I want to address, when this person will be ready to marry, they say at least one year stopping all sexual uh, activity. And there should be some little attraction toward the other gender. So when he develops some little attraction to the other gender, and with one year stopped all sexual practices of homosexuality and masturbation, then this person can consider marriage. But as I said, recovery is not one step. Recovery is a journey. It's a life journey, lifelong journey. So he started, but he has to keep these three dimensions the rest of his life. How to connect with himself, how to connect with others, and how to stop all these ungodly sexual things. I hope in this lecture I was able to shed some light about the reasons and about the therapy and treatment. And there are many stories of recovery and, and people actually who now reconciled with their identity, gender identity, and, and through the grace of God, they overcome the sin. But as I said, recovery is a lifelong process. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.